0: What's going on Niner fam? It is Peter Lucas. This is the Niner Fanatic podcast and it's July 4th eve. <laughs> appreciate you guys coming here and spending some time with me before we spend some time with our families and enjoy this holiday for those that are are not working for all my retail people out there. Appreciate y'all for for going there and doing your, doing your thing and everybody that has to actually work on tomorrow. I, I, I see you. I feel you. I've done it. I've done it for years. Uh, I, I fortunately don't have to do it this, this year, but we're going to enjoy this. Ho- I'm going to enjoy this holiday with my family. Hope you guys, everybody gets a chance to do the same with that being said, we are going to get into this show today. And before I get into any of it though, let's make sure to hit the music. Ladies and gentlemen, I like to know. Are you ready for start time? And once again, it is Peter Lucas. This is the Niner Fanatic podcast. Once again, I appreciate you guys for coming through. It is Monday, (laughs) Monday. And like I said, it's July 4th Eve and time to spend with our families. Appreciate where we live and like uh, and for those that, uh, like I said, that that don't get a chance to celebrate as much as as others. We still appreciate you and uh, and I feel you because I've been there with that being said it is monday like it's really a special day for uh date for Brock Purdy cuz he got engaged and i well i guess it depends on what you, how how you look at it for most but you know for uh for all of us married guys out there i salute you and for joining the joining the crew joining the uh joining the the crew of uh, people that of married people and welcome welcome to another guy that you know cuz I don't know if anybody ever ever notices this but you know when dudes get married you join a new club like all of a sudden you're looking for other married couples to hang out with you not you not uh hanging out with your boys as much for the most part I would say there's some people out there that can still balance the two but but for the most part we kind of stop hanging out with uh with our single friends and it kind of just we move over to the married club, and then it's the and then it's finding people that you can actually stand that uh to be around for the most part and so yeah, he's about to join that club, and I mean he's joining it at a young age, it's gonna be kind of hard for him to find those married couples to hang out with, but at his age, but with that being said, make sure you give this video a like. Make sure that you give it a subscribe. Make sure that you hit the bell so you get the notifications for when I go live. And yeah, like I said, you can find this video on YouTube. You can find me on Twitter. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me anywhere where you can get your audio podcast. I don't care where you get it. Just get it. But like I said, it's Monday. Like I, I appreciate the, the people that are coming through today and we just talked about Brock getting engaged. You know, I, it's a question that I had to think about because, you know, not many people, especially athletes, get, get married at that young of an age. Um, and does marriage and her kids kind of affect your energy level <laughs> for the game? I know how I get like uh, I work a lot. And and when I get home, I don't necessarily have all of the energy for the wife and the kids and, and granted, he doesn't have kids yet, but even the wife, sometimes like you have to think it, it, it's like something that we consciously have to think about as husbands on the regular, that we have to, we have to like, uh, just remember that it doesn't just end because we walk through the door. So for him, how much, how much does that affect him when he gets to work knowing that he's got his wife, he to come to. And in the beginning, it's all it's all lovely, it's all roses, it's all it's all cozy and all those things. Until the house gets involved, and you got to pick out colors for this, and she wants you to go to Costco with her for for that. And but and he, it's going to take him some time to get to that part. But does eventually do all the married NFL players? I wonder. I wonder how that. I guess they don't really. Have to deal with it until after the the season is. But is that why it takes guys so long to retire? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, is it buried? Is it? I'm just wondering. Is it better to get married young or wait till later? And you know, for a lot of people, especially athletes, because there's so much. They don't. There. There's so much of this world that's open to them. That uh, that the rest of us don't necessarily it's not open to the rest of us, but they have the I mean, the world is their oyster at a very young age and they have a chance to do all the things. And, you know, you wonder if it's if it's better to get to experience all, all of the all of the things by yourself or if you just choose to have that one person to get through life and to support you and to be your teammate, lifetime teammate because that's really what marriage is about. It's about that teammate like that you get through life with that you have decided to group together with to defeat this thing called life and it it's it's just uh it's it's an age old question i don't i think it all just depends on your your maturity level and age I, I would say Brock looks very mature for his age and i don't think that that's i don't think it's going to be an issue for him i i mean I don't know. I'm not an expert, but I don't think it's going to be an issue for him. It's probably going to be a good thing. Some guys need that balance and uh, need that person that just kind of, you know, grounds them and keeps them keeps them focused. And hopefully that's that's what she is for him. So but yeah, I wanted to bring that up. Congratulations to Brock. Like uh, and oh, we already got some people in the uh, chat balling up. Said Costco. Yes, Costco. If you married, you know about Costco. Come on, I at mean, Sam's Club. If you want to do uh, the Walmart route, like uh, it doesn't matter either way. You go in somewhere on a Saturday to try on uh, try on dad dad bod shirts and and all that and all that other stuff, good stuff when you get older. But it, it's gonna happen. It looks like Brock Purdy always already wears dad bod clothes from, from what I saw. But uh, yeah, with. With that being said, and then I got my guy David McNiner in the house. Appreciate you coming through. What's good? Like, uh, I'm not going to take my boy uh, Jay and the Bay's uh, saying, but, but yeah, I appreciate you coming through, fam. And, but yeah, we congratulate Brock. Like, it's beautiful. They, they have that young love. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Enjoy it for now. <laughs> but the next thing I want to get into is, you know, Players have been getting popped and suspended for gambling. This really isn't like really a niner topic, but I thought that it was worth talking about. And players have been getting popped and suspended for gambling. You know, why is this becoming more prevalent? And I mean, I got to believe it's partly because of all the gambling sites that are like so prevalent, DraftKings, uh, and uh, what's the other one? DraftKings is the one I know but DraftKings and uh and there's there's a few out there. But why are these guys so I mean, I guess I don't know if addicted is the word because I to me to me and this is just to me. If you can't control, if you ha- you have to know the rules to your employment. And if the rules to your employment and the thing that is paying you millions and do- millions of dollars tells you that you can't bet uh, on the premises of the uh, of the organization, I I wouldn't even look at the app. <laughs> I would have probably deleted the app from my phone. That's just me. Like, uh, but I just wonder the thought process. Is it really? I mean, are you really? I mean, I get it that yeah, if you do, if you do make hit big, like then it's a it could be a big payday. But I mean, y'all getting paid millions, and you're you're. You stand. You're gambling your millions by gambling. So I just don't understand. I see a lot of stuff on Twitter, and people like kind of demonizing the league for having a policy on gambling. Like I, I see in baseball, people wanting Pete Rose to be to be put in the Hall of Fame, and like all these these guys that get that get fined and whatever. And we make a big deal that all oh, the organizations stealing money. Come on, these are rules that are in place. You know, if they're in play. You knew that they were in place already. And if you didn't, then that's your agent's fault. Like uh, somebody needs to be telling you that it's not okay. So, but I, yeah, I have no sympathy for people that knew the rules and they just willingly break the rules. I don't care how stupid the rule is. If you knew this was the rule, then don't do it. It's that, it's really that simple. If you're, if you're fu- you're fumbling away the bag. I don't care how stupid the rule is. It could be don't eat marshmallows on a Sunday. And like, and I would say, don't, I don't even have marshmallows in my house. I don't care how much I like marshmallows. I don't care how stupid the rule is. Get like, I'm not, I'm not touching it because it's going to fumble away my bag. So I, I just... I I know that it's uh that we don't ever want to take money away from this guy and that guy and we want Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame. We want all the guys to get all the things. I get it. I get it. And we always want to be on the side of the athlete. Uh but at the same time, there's a reason why they have those rules in place. Because eventually if you're it doesn't matter how much gambling you're doing. Like eventually, it's going to get to the point to where I mean, and it may not. It may not get to the point to where you gamble on your own team or the way you gamble on your own sport. It may not, but it's just not. It's to the to the apparently the uh, the NFL NBA doesn't. I don't think NBA allows it either, and uh, baseball definitely doesn't allow it. And, and there's a reason they they have reasons for the for the. And honestly, they don't have to tell you what the reason is. They don't have to tell you. They just told you that they don't that it's not allowed. And guys are missing whole seasons because they can't control themselves and they tried to beat uh, they tried to beat the system. At what point? At what point are we going to stop blaming the league and start looking at these players sideways and just saying, "What are you doing? What are you doing? Who is the around you?" That is telling you it's okay. And that to go ahead, oh, they ain't gonna catch you. They ain't gonna catch you. Who is doing that at this point? <laughs> I mean, how many guys have to get caught? When the when dude last year, Calvin Ridley got popped for a whole season, that should have signed a warning shot off the bow to everyone that, hey, they looking. <laughs> They're looking. We better not do this. We probably don't want to take the chance, but dude, still, still going to do it anyway. And, but I, I will say this: I don't feel sorry for them. I don't feel sorry for them in the least. Like uh, breaking, uh, and it could be the manager in me. Like, uh, like I've all, I've been a manager for where wherever I've worked for the last twenty plus years, and so yeah, I don't really have patience for. I don't really care if the rule is stupid. So, but Roberto in the house, appreciate you coming through. I, I just thought that would be an interesting thing to bring up. And does any, I don't know if anybody in the chat has any kind of uh, thought process on it, but why are the punishments so harsh as uh, a question I came up with and and I think of it, they, that the punishments are so harsh because they don't want you to do. They really, that tells you, they really don't want you to do it. You can get caught hitting a person, Hitting another human being and and only get three, four games, six games. Uh, if you get caught gambling, you're missing a whole season. That that should tell you how much they don't want you to do it, and how much they are committed to to finding out if you are doing it. And to they don't obviously don't care who you are, how good you are, you'll get caught and you'll be gone. So I would say that they just need to to chill out, but uh, but let's let's get off of the gambling because that's it, it, just a bad vibe. We it's July Fourth tomorrow, like we're celebrating. Let's talk about something positive. And you know, today, today I was I was listening to the Niner Talk with uh, Matt Mayoko and Jan, uh, Jennifer Lee Chan and. Sometimes it's hard to get through, through their show. I'm just going to be honest. It's kind of it's kind of hard to get through their show because they talk. Uh, they just go on these random tangents about random things. But like, uh, but today's show was pretty interesting because they were talking about uh, Trey Lance. They were talking about the QB position. I know, big shock, but they were talking about the QB's position, and. Matt Mayoko was asking Jennifer Lee Chan, you know, about the – because she talked to Trey Lance during Tight End U, and she asked him some questions about, you know, what like uh, some of the, the experiences that you had, he had it, Tight End U. And it was really interesting because um, he spoke about how Kittle, you know, how Kittle is one of the hardest guys to to throw to, to get in a rhythm with. And and I was thinking to myself, I was like, you know, the, Kittle does a really good job of getting open, great, great blocker, great teammate, all that stuff. And, you know, he, most players, he is like, most quarterbacks on the 49ers at least, he's been a major piece. Like, I mean, he's the guy that the, the security blanket for many 49er quarterbacks since he's been on the team. Why would he think and he said it was because of Kittle's speed but why would why would he struggle to get on the same page with Kittle and but it spoke to me because you know if you're if you can't get if you can't get on the same page with Kittle i mean and you're struggling to get on the same page with one of your weapons to me that would be a reason why you'd be a tight end you maybe to build some of that some of that camaraderie, maybe build some of that chemistry. And he talked about, you know, thinking it was the, the knowledge was invaluable. Just watching him run his routes, watching Kittle run, uh, like, uh, the, the hand motions and the body language coming in and out of his breaks. That's part of the, because remember he didn't get to play with Kittle a lot last year, uh, in pre, even in, cause Kittle was hurt. Like, so, I thought that that was just a really uh, – it was almost their way of, of spending time together and getting and getting more in tune together. I just thought that that was an interesting tidbit. But then he also talked about uh, – he also spoke about a conversation that he had with Travis Kelsey. And he kind of picked Kelsey's brain about what makes him such a – him and Patrick Mahomes such a good combo. And he was talking about the synergy that, you know, uh, him and Mahomes have, like, they to where even after the, the play is called, the play is called in the huddle, but when they get to the line and they see the, uh, you know, the defense, that they can kind of just... They can do whatever on the fly just to get because he's going to get open. He's going to figure out a way to get open against that defense, and they have the synergy between the two of them that Mahomes is going to know already what he's going to do, and that and I'm sure that that for Lance to mention it, he knows that that is important. He knows that that's an important aspect of quarterbacking, especially with your main weapon. And I think he thinks of Kittle as his main as his main weapon. He like uh I think that he is making the attempt to get to get involved with with these guys and kind of see the little ends that those are those are little things to pick up on that I'm gonna be looking for when we get into training camp is how much better does Trey Lance look with when throwing a kittle? Do, did he build any kind now? Granted, they were only there for like what a couple of days. They threw the ball some, all that good stuff. But and so I don't expect like them to all of a sudden be perfect together. But what I but I want to see improvement in in, in the timing, the timing between the two, then the timing overall from Trey Lance. Like uh, I think that is the big thing, the big part of his growth that a lot of people, a lot of people are going to be looking for, right? Like uh, because. The timing is everything in in Shandy's offense. So he needs to build that timing with Kittle. He's going to need to build his timing with Ayuke. He's going to have to build timing with all of them. And granted Sam Darnold's going to be there. He's going to be getting a majority of the snaps with splitting time with Sam Darnold. And but it's I just think that that is a really that's the one of those underlying things to that uh, that that they talked about today that it's not so much that it's a huge, oh, mind-blowing, oh, he talked about Kittle, big big deal. But the fact that he mentioned it, it tells you that it's on his mind. And it tells you that, that that's, that's what he's thinking about working on when he gets into camp. And to me, that means he has his mind on the right things because what he's missing right now is reps. And what he's missing right now is timing with his receivers. What he's missing right now, and that, that all leads into accuracy. Which, what is the one thing that we're constantly questioning Trey Lance about is can he can he be accurate? Can he be on time with his throws? So that is that, that's going to be something that I know that I'm paying attention. That's the one thing that I'm paying attention to when training camp hits. I want to. I don't care about how many how many uh, what the percentage is. I want to know is he on time. Is he on time with his throws? He may not be on target all the time, but I want but I want to know, is he on time with his throws? Like, should they have been catchable balls? Like, no hospital balls. I want to know where the ball, where he's missing. Is it high, low? Because I would rather, honestly, I would rather him miss low than high. Because high is where, that means that there, there's been no progress. Because that's where he was missing last year. Uh I would almost rather him. I don't think that he's going to miss low too often, but I think he's still struggling with the height of his throws. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just interested, like uh, to see what what that's going to look like. What happened? There we go. Uh, But, but yeah, Kelsey and Mahomes have this like unlockable. Synergy. And if he can build that with it, just one of these, and not and so preferably a starter. <laughs> uh, but Mayo, but the the Mayoko spoke to you know the rumors about Lance. A lot. We heard all of it last week about the from the national media about Darnold's gotta be gonna be a majority, is gonna be the start, the second, the backup. And Lance gonna be quarterback three. Uh they don't really they're really kind of all out on Lance. We heard all that stuff, right? And then Mayoko Mayoko kind of came out and, and Chan agreed that they said they hadn't heard any of that. And I would I would much rather listen to the two of them, the beat writers that are on the that are on the beat and that are in the building that are Actually, talking to Shanny and and Lynch, and I I I much rather believe them than than listen to the national uh, the national guys whose job is to create clicks to create news where there isn't any uh, just to get to, just to bring another story to talk about for the next week. I mean, that's literally their job is to create content to be talking about for the foreseeable future. So, but for Mayoko to speak to the to the rumors about Lance and that, you know, they both said that they are, him and Chan said that they hadn't heard a bad word said about Lance. I thought that that was kind of telling. Not not that it's surprising because I don't think it's surprising at all. Uh, we've been talking about the national media for if you've been listening or watching to my my show for any amount of time, you know that we've been talking about the national media just blatantly lying and source uh, like uh, claiming sources and just just lying about things. And and it could be it's either they're lying or there could be being fed misinformation on purpose by the team just to make those guys look worse than what they are later on down the road. And I think that they had caught up to that last was it last season or season before that when lance was when lance was drafted because they were convinced that it was going to be mac jones that was picked and the re- anybody that was paying attention to the draft was just like it just doesn't make sense for them to trade all the way up to get mac jones it just doesn't and but what i thought was was cool that Mayoko and Chan said was that was that it doesn't sound like they're that like the team is out on him at all I thought I mean and for them to say that and connect their name to it I think that they they have more to lose than a national than a national person the national people are wrong all the time I mean they're wrong all the time and then and nothing happens of it there's nobody holds them accountable for being wrong uh they they just are wrong and they just and they move on and are wrong again in a couple of months they get one thing right after five things wrong and then we just say oh look like they're experts well <laughs> but I I do trust what Mayoko and uh Jennifer Lee Chan says not just because it's what I want to hear but more so because they're in the they're they're there all the time. And Mayoko has been known to be kind of the voice for the 49ers and uh like uh, when I say the voice of the 49ers it's kind of like he's the speaking piece like uh, a lot of stuff that he says it sounds like comes comes from the team almost directly sometimes. And but every now and then he's wrong too. Like we're not going to let him off the hook. He's wrong too sometimes, but I I do I do think that uh, I do agree. As far as I just think that that I mean, Kyle said Kyle said himself that you know this was the best that that Lance had looked since he had been here. I don't think that they're out on Lance. I think that they're in a situation where they absolutely cannot start him right now if Purdy is ready to go because Purdy won how many games he's hurt. He won how many games last year including two playoff games. And how do you start? How do you just say, okay, well, we know you did all these things, but, and we know that Lance really hasn't done anything, but, but we're just going to start him anyway. No, you don't do that. Like, uh, especially not the way Purdy was went. he wasn't like, he was just, a game manager throughout that period, the man was winning. He was winning. He was putting points up. He was putting points on the board. So the way Purdy was playing, it just doesn't, it made zero sense for them to move off of him. And the, so I didn't expect Lance to, to get, to get the starting job. Uh, The only thing that I thought might be possible is, is if Purdy isn't ready to go week one, that they may put him on the pup and uh, Lance might have to play the first four games, which now if we're talking about a competition between Lance and Sam Darnold, I think that this is another conversation entirely <laughs> because if you look at what Darnold said, because Chan also talked to Darnold. And when he said was, was that he mentioned learning the Shanny. Offense is still a work in progress for him. So that tells me he still doesn't even know the offense. And as much of a control freak as we know Shannon is, do we really think that Shannon would let a guy start that isn't confident in their knowledge of the playbook? I don't think so. Now, granted, we got a couple more months. But come training camp, Channy is huge on practice. He said this over and over and over again. He trusts practice more than the games. If Sam Darnold does not know this playbook uh, backwards and forwards, at least as well as Trey Lance does, uh, then I don't think this is going to be much of a competition. I would be shocked if it is. Trey, Trey Lance would have to look like complete behind, like uh, to be. For to even uh, for this to Be a competition So I know That that people are gonna Be like well he's a professional And quarterback he's got how Many ever games that doesn't Mean that that Sh- you know Shanny doesn't care About any of that stuff he doesn't Care about what you think he doesn't Shanny doesn't care about what the The national writers think he Doesn't care what anybody thinks He's gonna draft a a quarter, a uh, running back in the third round, and then a year later, he's going to cut him. He's going to get, he's going to draft another one. He's probably going to cut another one this year, but he doesn't care about like he he drafted. He's going to draft you first round. You're going to have 900 yards, and then he's going to sit you the next year for for a majority of the season because you didn't do things exactly the way he wanted. That's the type of coach that we're dealing with. Uh, he's going to draft you second round in uh, on the offensive line, and he's going to make you sit the whole season for you to come back uh, the next season and be and understand what they're expecting of you to for you to transform your whole body and to be to be a really solid piece of the off, off, offensive line. That's what Shanny's going to do. That's what Shanny's gonna do. That's Shanny, and so why do we think that? Why does anyone think that Sam Darnold, who he just admitted on tape to Jennifer Lee Chan, she had the she it wasn't she was she wasn't paraphrasing. They played the actual. I, I encourage everybody to listen to that podcast, like uh, because this it like that she wasn't paraphrasing. It was the actual interview, and his words, word for word, the words that came out of his mouth were that learning the offense, he's still trying to learn the offense. It's still a work in progress, and it's a lot to learn. Those were the words, which says to me that that he's not confident. And, and he, honestly, if you listen to all of the interviews that he's had, he hasn't shown one ounce of confidence that he was going to be playing, uh, be the backup, the second second string. He hasn't had one ounce of confidence about, about any of that. If you just pay attention to what he's saying. Now, I mean, it might all be smokescreen. Who knows? Who knows? Like, this is the NFL. This is the 49ers. Like, the 49ers have just constantly, constantly, constantly. Nobody knows what's going to happen. But. The but Trey Lance has shown the exact opposite in Mayoko and Chan both talked about that. They talked about how happy he has been, how upbeat he has been, how how much like everybody says he has improved, like uh how just kind of carefree he is about the whole thing. That speaks to me about confidence. He's confident in what he's learning. He's confident, he's confident in what in his knowledge of the of the offense, I think that he's just waiting for his moment. And, and I, and if it sounds like I'm homering for Trey a little bit, I am a little bit. I'll admit that. Like uh, I, I am a little bit because this is the thing. We understand that Brock Purdy has to be the starter. He does. It doesn't, it would make it, they would be, they would be re it would be ridiculous if he didn't. It would be ridiculous, but, but the fact is, is that Shani has not gone through an entire season. He's only gone through an entire season once with one quarterback. The odds are, is that Trey's going to have to come in at some point and it might be at the beginning of the year. So, Trey is showing, if Trey is showing confidence, which is the one thing that we didn't see from him last year, that's what you want to see out of your quarterback. Why would you want to not see confidence in your quarterback? And I mean, I'm sorry, but Darnold hasn't shown any confidence in many interviews now. And if you can point to one where he showed confidence and what he was doing and where he was going to be at and talking about how he's going to compete, please show me that interview because he hasn't. He has said he has said talked about nothing but learning the offense, trying to learn the offense and building some rapport with the players. That's all he's talked about. And honestly, it sounds to me like he's kind of hedging his bets a little bit. He doesn't want to put himself out there because I don't think he I I think that that is a big reason why he came to the 49ers is because he had lost his confidence. And that and that he wants to build that back up. And But it's going to take time, and in in order for him to do that, he's got to be around winners and see what being around a winning team is like because he hasn't been in the pros or college. Like, I mean, he's been on dumpster fire teams, horrible coaching staffs. So he's kind of learning himself how to win. How do you win? How do you win games on a regular basis? How do you command a huddle? How do you do all these things and be just be a winner? That learning the culture, like that's that's all things that he's going that he's learning right now. So him and him and Trey Lance aren't far off of each other because because Darnold has a whole bunch of bad habits that he has to overcome and that he has to retrain himself. Uh, Trey Lance is multiple clay, and he's just learning from the ground up. He just needs reps. So I, I know that I'm talking myself into a corner right now. I just look, I just look at these, I look at these situations, and it really points to, uh, I'm, I'm really confident in what Trey's doing. Really confident in what Trey's doing, and, you know. And uh, mayoko also mentioned that you know mayoko, mayoko doesn't think that the 49ers are dwelling on the lance situation and the pit and the pick the way that they gave up three uh first rounders to get to, to get lance like they're not they're not even thinking about that at this point. I think that the fans dwell on the fact that they gave up so much so they feel like well they gotta get him in because of this this and this like they, they gave up so much we gotta see what it is. But the once they the, the 49ers have said it over and over again. Once the draft is just about getting you into the league. Now the situation with Lance is heart. Honestly, it's heartbreaking it, because they if it wouldn't been, if it hadn't been for injuries, I I really think I really think that that Shanny wanted it to go a certain way because of the injuries, it hasn't gone that way but now they found a guy in Brock that that actually runs the offense the way Shani wants the offense run so he's caught between developing developing a kid with all the measurables and and or, or getting a guy that doesn't have necessarily have all the measurables but he has that thing he has that thing that gets you he has enough arm strength he has enough. Uh, he's fleet of foot enough for them to sit there and to get the and he can get the job done because he's got it. he's got it up here. He's got the the leadership ability and the things that you can't really teach. They're just there, and th- uh, like uh, anybody that has led anything knows what I'm talking about. You've got guys that will that can lead a team, and you've got guys that. That talk about leading a team, but really can't lead a team. And it's it's just it's a hard, it's a hard thing to learn. It takes time and it takes reps. And it takes you just coming, it takes a guy coming out of his coming out of his shell and teaching himself to be better to be better and to but it takes experience. You just have to do it. And that is something that Trey Lance is only going to get with reps. So like we've talked about it over and over again, but with, with Purdy, that's something that doesn't need to be taught. It's already there. So I give him, I give him his credit for, uh, for all that. And, uh, but with Mayoko saying, you know, that they're not dwelling on that Lance situation, like in the picks given up, it, it would, you would go to that, talk about that, that little tidbit and you would think, oh, well they wouldn't care about releasing him then they wouldn't care about trading him then. Well, I don't look at it that way. I don't see it that way. The way they were talking about it, it was almost like they don't feel pressure rushing Lance into, into the, into a place that, that, uh, that he's not ready to go just because, uh, just because they feel they have to, they, it doesn't seem like they're going to do that. Especially when they've got Purdy there. So uh take that as what you will, but that's how I took what they were saying. And my Mayoko also questioned if Shannon hasn't pivoted off of wanting eleven on eleven football because it didn't look good when he tried it with Trey, the the first it it just didn't look good. And we've seen and we've seen him try it before with RD three. We it's not like Lance was the first one. And he, it just doesn't look good. I think that, uh, and Mayoko questioned whether Shani even wants that anymore. Which, which begs the question, is Lance in the, in the plans? Like for that, for that, for that part. I think that that's why he's, that could be a reason why they're all in on Purdy also is that they're not concerned with the 11 on 11 stuff anymore and that and then now they're just wanting a guy to run the offense and get the ball to the playmakers, which if that's what we're talking about, then Brock, I mean it makes sense. it makes sense and but I also think that Lance can be that guy. I also think that Lance can be that guy, but it's going to take him time and it's going to take reps. And that's the thing is they don't have time. And the only way he's going to get in there is if is by injury, I think at this point. So there was another question I saw on Twitter about do, does, uh, does Lance, what did they say? Does Lance get, uh, get a, have a better opportunity? Like, you know, would he would oh that's what it was would he take a cheaper deal to stay with the 49ers just to be able to stay with the 49ers and uh and not take a a, a deal maybe for the same amount of money on another team where he could start and i think that that's silly <laughs> like in my opinion that's silly there's no way that like this is this is the highest level of football nobody this isn't Madden. Nobody, no man out there, no quarterback out there is trying not to play. Like just to be just to be on a good team. Nah, this that's not the way this works. <laughs> like uh, he's his his years are ticking off. He's on his third season now. And eventually he's going to want to play. And with Brock here, we don't know if that's going to happen for Trey. So it would It wouldn't, it would make sense if somebody's willing to offer him the same amount of money, but they're, but they're going to have a starting, uh, like a starting position there. He's probably going to take that. He's probably going to take that. And (laughs) we got the guy, uh, the, the resident Ram fan in the house. Like they're, man, they're holding up pretty good. I've got everything on, on either YouTube or whatever the case is, but, uh, but, yeah, we're good. We're good over here with our five. Uh, anyway, so, so yeah, with that being said, I just think that, Lance, it, once again, we're talking about the quarterbacks again. But I thought it was a great – but please go and listen to that podcast. I thought it was a great interview. I thought that it would, they were really good interviews. It To me, it gave me a lot of insight as to what really is going – what I think is really going on. On the inside and it was kind of what I thought From the beginning but you know The the national media just Kind of muddies the waters when when we Start talking about some of this stuff um, But yeah I just I wonder If Shandy's kind of just gotten Rid of the thought process of, and I hope he Has honestly gotten rid of the thought Process of 11 on 11 football because I don't think that that was good for Trey anyway uh, But but yeah, they also said that accuracy is really the only question uh, with Lance, and you know the reps and the experience. And I think that he's taken st- he's t- he's shown he's taken steps to try and rectify all of that, all of those things. But like I said before, I don't think that he's going. If Brock is ready to go, Brock is the guy. That's the way I see it. Like uh, and but he needs to stay ready. Trey Lance needs to stay ready because, like I said, the odds are is you're going to get playing time. Uh, Shani doesn't get through seasons with, with, uh, using just one quarterback. It's, it just doesn't happen. And not that I'm wishing injury on anybody, but it's just a fact. <laughs> it's a fact that it always happens. So anyway, we're going to get out of here. Uh, tomorrow I'm supposed to be, I know it's July 4th, but I'm supposed to go on with CG. Uh, I'm supposed to go on with CG ruthless and uh, I'm not quite sure if it's on his channel or mine, but uh, but I will be sending out that that information tomorrow. Uh, but I appreciate everybody coming out, Roberto, David, Big Niner, even you, Stockton Slap. Appreciate you coming through too, uh, balling it up. Appreciate you coming through. And but yeah, once again, make sure you give this video a like. Make sure you give it a subscribe. Make sure that you hit the bell so you get the notification for when I go live. And Tell a friend to tell a friend, so we can be friends every day, every week. We're trying to build this community. I really do all this guy, all this stuff for you guys, and I hope that somebody that that you guys got something out of this video, and that it kind of shed some light on the don't be don't just don't don't get whenever a national guy says something or ESPN says something or puts a list together, they they don't mean anything. None of that stuff means anything. I would listen to the Mayokos and the Matt Barrows and even the Grants. And not that I not I shouldn't say even the Grants, because Grant has a lot of good tidbits in there. But I would listen to all of them before I listen to the National Guys. So that this show is really all about that is just, just to reiterate that point. And that and that oh I can't forget my guy, Jack uh Jack Hammer. Like, make sure you give that guy. Uh, he has a lot of good information. I know that that uh, that he's a in a love hate relationship with the fan base, but uh, but Jack has a lot of good info. He just doesn't always. He just doesn't always care what you guys, what you, how you guys want to hear the information, which he's not supposed to. He's giving you the info. You take it for what it is, and that's the same way I feel about about news in general. It's not. It's not our job. Uh, It's not actually. It's not a job for me at all. I do this because I love doing it. But it's it's not the we're not here to to kind of pet your ego or to give you what you want to hear. We're here to to tell you how it is and what we think is going to happen and what we think the the real stuff coming out and not the not the the stuff just to make you feel good and rosy. Yeah, uh, inside, it's about the, you may not be a Trey guy. Okay. That's fine. Because he's probably not going to start. But, but, uh, but you may, and you may not be a purdy guy. You better get used to it because he's going to, he's probably, if he's healthy, he's going to start. Like uh, if you're a Darnold guy, I don't think there's any help for you, but, <laughs> but anyway, we're going to get out of here. Uh, like I said, I appreciate everybody coming through. Oh, camper, camper report. Ben, appreciate you coming through, fam. Uh, oh, Ty, appreciate you coming through. Everybody gonna come in as soon as I'm ending the show. But <laughs> yes, absolutely, Ty. I appreciate you. Uh, listen to the people who are in the building. I can't couldn't have said it better. And uh, but yeah, I hope you guys all have a great Fourth of July. Enjoy your day. Enjoy. Hopefully everybody's got some family to spend it with or some friends, whoever. It doesn't matter. Just have a good time safely, sanely. What it is, is that what they say? <laughs> but uh, but yeah, you guys have a good one and I will see you tomorrow. With C.J. Ruth, C.G. Ruthless as always. Go Niners.